Welcome to the Pub Meeple Podcast with your host, Gary, Chuck, Just Brian, and Robert Brian. On episode 35, we talk about long-term shifts. So grab a brew, join us at the pub, and let's talk board games. All right, guys. Hey, we're back again with another episode. Uh, excited to have, have all of us back here today. Um, that's just tradition. Let's jump right on in. And, uh, you know, I normally try to throw it to someone else to talk about what they're drinking, but uh, proper Brian, I want to let you know I found a real L sampler pack. Oh, and it was I was going to get a second pack from for you, and it was the one I found was the last one on the oh, show. So I will put one of these black quads <laughs> in the back of my fri- uh, fridge for you. And yes, uh, you it, will. It's yours, man. Next time <laughs> I, I'll drop it by your house or something. Put it in the mailbox. I'll just make sure your kids don't go get the mail that day. Um, you know, but uh, no, uh, no. I need I need to save one for you. But when I saw it, I was really excited. And it's got the black quad. It's got their uh, their triple, um, which is the devil's backbone triple. And then it had did the lot did the one you got was like a blonde ale or blonde Belgian blonde. I think it, I think it had the commiss commissar in it. Yeah. See, this one doesn't have a commissar. I was I used to seeing the commissars in town, but no, um, it's a different one. So, mm. I'm, I'm but I really only bought it for the four beers. The other two, they can neither here nor there. But anyway, so I'm excited uh, the black quad. So we'll we'll have to say one for you. I'm excited for you, and I can't wait for you to put that in my mailbox. I'll put it in the next couple of days. I uh, I, I got another one that that proper Brian likes. Oh, uh, wait, oh wait. this is this is the proper Brian day. This is yeah. three philosophers. Oh, oh my god, oh. <laughs> they, have, they have them in cans now. Yes, apparently they do. Oh my god, where did you get that? Uh, was that um, oh, cred, what uh. Sorry. What's the one on uh, Rebecca Lane? Not Philo's. H&H. There you go. I got it at h okay. Oh, my gosh. Hey, guys, I got to pause the podcast for a minute. Oh, no, it's Sunday night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Oh, dude, I'm going to go by there and get some of those. Thank you for the pro yes. tip. It's delicious, as always. Oh, man. It is always good. What about yourself, Proper Brian? Um, I, I mean, I'm a little jealous of y'all, but I'm okay because I've I've got the fifteen fifty four going oh, solid. Oh man, never. <laughs> so it's like a constant. Like you can't say that's bad, right? You know, it's, right. It's a great beer. Right. It's like, I mean, I would take the three philosophers or the black quad or the fifteen fifty four. So so far we're three yeah. for four. So what is just Brian? Oh my gosh. You gonna run it? Just I would enjoy. <laughs> I kind of feel well. I kind of feel out of place now. Do you I have a Bud Light Platinum? I mean, you know, because. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I wish I could say something like, "Oh no, I have the, I have the dirty bastard," but I don't. Oh, um, uh, no, I'm actually drinking our last uh, honey mead from oh, the cool. local, from the local uh, Amber Dragons honey mead meadery here Dude, in Abilene. That is totally awesome. Yeah, it's that, um, yeah, no, it was good. So we've had four of theirs. We've had their raspberry and pear, which. Uh, we're kind of boozy. Was not a big fan. Um, their original, we had Gloomhaven Night last uh, Thursday night, and it was more like a mead that I would expect. Um, not the best I've ever had, but this one, it's not. It doesn't have a name. And I opened it, and it looks like a champagne almost. Mm. It's got a lot of carbonation. It's still fizzing, so that's a little different. And it tastes mm. like straight honey. Um, so it, 
again, not exactly what I expected, but um, it's not bad. And so just trying some new things. Uh, I think that's cool that you that you're trying out that local meadery. I'm kind of happy that you're the guinea pig, and then you just tell me what tastes good, and I'll go. I'll well, go and so try it we out. were. I wanted to. I wanted to make some mead a couple years back, but the the expense, just kind of getting into it, and 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 doing the um, fermentation process, it was just it was just a lot that I didn't want to get into at the time. So it's kind of cool. We got a local place now. So I, my only experience with mead is I had a friend, a buddy of mine uh, that you guys have met now, Will, who brought some over to my house, but that was about a year or two ago, and. uh, it was good, but it was so sweet. Like I, I couldn't finish the glass he poured for me. Like yeah. it was, it was good, but it got to the point where it was over overpowering. And so, of course, he seemed to like it, which I thought was weird because he's not one that like has a sweet tooth or anything. He likes really sweet things, but yeah. uh, for me, I, I felt like I would have to pair it with like some food that would kind of like cut that down maybe. You know? No, you're right. And I do think a lot of times uh, the metery goes a little too far. They kind of consider themselves more like mm-hmm. a wine than an ale. And so they, they kind of go more towards the fruity flavors and the sweet flavors and the citrus flavors. I would personally, like you said, like my favorite one so far was the original, which was just kind of chill. Yeah. And, uh, and we've had some buddies up in Amarillo make it before kind of, kind of backyard moonshine style and they they did a much better job but this isn't bad so I'm, I'm okay i need to hook you up just brian with uh scott garbaz that we had on a, a couple weeks ago on the podcast or a couple months ago uh he's he's yeah. uh brewed mead he's done mead so um i hadn't actually got to taste his but well my buddy uh up up in anson was gonna uh keep some bees for a while and i said hey you know it's long at the out at the long ranch and I said, hey, if if I can get, you know, five pounds of honey from you, we'll brew a batch. We'll call it the Long Beach Mead, you know, because they're the longs oh, of the cool. beaches. And we thought that'd be like a cool little thing. And obviously never happened. But one day, if you see Long Beach Meadery, come come yeah. check us out. We'll play some board games. Oh, that's cool. Well, I know, so, you know, we've, I know a couple of us have been able to play some games. I know it's still kind of tough. Uh, in-person gaming is very, very sporadic. But have you guys, you know, what have you guys been playing? Have you been able to get any any games in, either with the family or, or with any of our gaming friends? So what about you guys? Well, uh, just Brian and I got to play his new game. The Was it uh, Viscounts? What oh, is it? yeah. Uh, Viscounts. Like, yeah. Viscounts, uh, yeah. It was actually on the microbrew right before this. We talked about the things we're anticipating. And between now and, and you, then it came out. We played got it. that, yeah, uh, a couple weeks yeah, later. Yeah, it was a good little game. Um, yeah. I, went a little long i think that may have been just us playing it but um uh it's got yeah some intriguing little aspects to it i really like the movement and the way that that works around the board it's kind of like a rondelle but you can control whether you have an inner and an outside ring that you can move around the board kind of fast or a little slow um to to kind of control where you want to go and you don't have complete control always but it's, it's just really different i liked it it seemed pretty unique. Like when we looked at the Kickstarter, I remember you got really excited about it. Proper Brian. Well, I'm I did sorry, too. Just Brian. And but, yeah. I'm looking at the Kickstarter. Yeah. yeah so you, you were both, both of Brian's were excited about it. And it looked like it had some pretty unique mechanisms, like what Chuck, Chuck was saying, as far as like the Rondell or Ron, like, like Rondell ish yeah. kind of um, mechanism. Um, I'm kind of holding my review close to the chest for now. I don't, I don't really know if I'm ready to. I, I was hoping to get another game in before tonight. Uh, maybe a three player and um, and just kind of test some things out on it. So, but that didn't happen. So I think, uh, like Chuck said, we got to taste the game. We got to kind of experience it a bit. I think it'll go maybe smoother next time we play, and maybe not as long. I mean, 
I cooked like breakfast in the middle of the night while we were playing. So like that's part of that's probably why I went long. You know, we like ate, we hung out, we talked. We didn't just play. You know, it it really didn't hard, so. feel like it was as long as we had played. And, and I mean, it's probably because we were having fun. So. Yeah, sometimes those are the best experiences, though, right? Well, <laughs> any any gaming for you, um, uh, proper Brian? As per the norm for me, it's been family gaming. But I I, I will say I'm, I don't say that with a you know with a down note to it at all. We've been having a lot of fun, and uh, they've been they were asking to play Ticket to Ride. They hadn't they've played kind of the the first journey, Ticket to Ride first journey before but um not straight up ticket to ride and so uh, we got that out as a family and so me and my wife and uh the two older ones and then the two younger ones played on uh, my team and my wife's team and so we actually had a you know full bona fide family game night and um that felt really cool to sit down i mean they they grokked it they did really well and uh it was just super fun it's just one of the another one of those milestones that i feel like I mean, family game nights are just going to become more of a normal part of my life. So, your boys of your older boys, especially, have been kind of hitting those milestones yeah. pretty quickly lately. Um, you know, they're knocking them down like they're they're getting into where they can grok those uh, those family style games that that aren't exactly you know aimed at, at the y- younger kids necessarily, right? Like Ticket to Rides, you know, um, probably aimed at kids that's a little older than it takes some it, probably. Um, but it's again, it takes some planning. You know, I mean, it, like when you get your, your roots, you really have to kind of plan how you want to go about that. And it also takes some gear shifting. So as you're playing the game and things aren't going your way, you're not getting the cards you need. You got to be able to change your plan yeah. in the middle of the game to, to make it happen. And that was a little bit of a challenge for them. Uh, but they, by the end, they were like, Oh, I see. I could have done this. You know, I could have gone this way, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's cool though. I mean, so like they, and now like next time they play it, they'll, probably tweak their strategy a little bit and know a little bit more yep. how to how to do things not, um, that, not that was awesome sorry not to oh, interrupt man. but my daughter and i played the ticket to ride new york not too long ago uh yeah. finally got a game off of my uh shame shelf <laughs> but uh i liked it because it was super short um i think it'd be great for younger kids because it, it you know if their attention if you have a problem keeping attention for a longer game it, it's over 15 20 minutes it's very very quick I need to look at that one. That one's like cabs. Yeah. And and, and they yeah. and they have a instead of having like the longest route, they have these um little coin spots like certain cities. And so if you connect through those cities, you get like extra points per each one instead of so that's kind of how they take care of like the oh, really small cool. board. Um as mm. opposed to the big one. They don't I, I think there could be a runaway mechanic if you had like the longest route in that one. But it was, yeah, was kind of neat. Yeah, we talked about we talked about in Ticket to Ride a way to because we felt like by the end of it, you know, they they were losing a little bit of their attention on it. And so we we're like, you know, we could shorten that up by just losing a certain number of the train cars that you start with, you know, to to make the game shorter. But yeah, I, I'll definitely look into that New York version. That sounds that sounds like a like a perfect uh, game to. No, and I think there's a London version now, too. That's kind of the same. Hmm. I haven't played that one, but I'll tell you, Ticket to Ride is. You know, we, we don't um, we don't necessarily talk about it a lot. And I know it's not a game that, you know, we, we get real jazzed up about playing, but it's a great game for what it is for family weight game, especially as an intro game. Um, I mean, it's it does like I'll still get it out and play with like my nieces or my nephews and um, I still have a blast playing it with them. So, yeah, I mean, that that there's a game that will just I mean, 
it, it's modern classic, right? It's going yep. to stand the test of time, I think. I know we're kind of in a pandemic, but because of um, online play, I feel like my gaming my gaming cup runneth over. And I know I've said that a couple of times where I've been able to get a lot of games in. But, um, man, I've, I've been able to, you know, I've, I've got a, um, a Warhammer Quest group now, like the original 1995 Warhammer Quest. We're going through it a couple of times a month. And, uh, man, I mean, I'll tell you what, it's not a perfect game, far from it, but it's a good group of guys. We have a blast. We joke around a lot. And um, if you just want like to chuck some dice and, and put your fate uh, squarely in, in the dice, um, in the, <laughs> it's a fun little game. It's brutal. I mean, there's the game's not afraid to kill you. Um, you know, it's like, oh, well, if you're crossing this chasm, you know, or roll a one, you will fall and die. And it's like, oh, there's no coming back from that. So let's know you're, you're, you're dead on the bottom of the chasm. So you have to do another character. <laughs> okay. And apparently it's, it's got um, a lot of its roots in like the advanced hero quest, I believe. It, this is kind of like uh, an evolution of that. We play with the ro- role-playing game rules, our role-playing system rules. And so um, there's like interesting things like after the first adventure, my character who is an elf, went to um went to the bar and uh wrestled wolverines and i bet on myself and actually won you know i just <laughs> rolled the dice and, and won and, you know things like that so like i, I was um, apparently i'm a pro wolverine wrestler and i made about 500 bucks and bought some sweet gear and uh and was you know uh was better equipped for that next dungeon although i could have very well been maimed you know and probably started with like a negative stat you know <laughs> negative level on a stat with, with, um so i mean the games the game will it's it's kind of swinging in that but as far as uh, the group we're playing with it, it's great. So I've been playing that, and um, man, I've been getting uh, some games in of uh, Pax Renaissance with our friend Jeff. It's a game you recently got to play in person, right? Uh, just Brian? Yes, actually, just last night uh, was the first time I played a Pax game. Played Pax Renaissance, and Jeff yeah. taught it to me. Um, I, and I say play loosely. I um, I was introduced yeah. the game. Uh, I had no idea what was going on most of the time. Uh, but but I was able to make moves and and actually plan some things that happened. I just don't. Uh, towards the end of the game, I questioned were any of those plans good plans? You know, yeah. and it's a it's a deep game. Um, I think there's a lot of layers there that require um, some familiarity that I didn't have. So I would agree with with what you said, and I do. I don't think it's a game for everyone. Um, gonna have to put a little bit of time in it maybe play a few games luckily it's not it doesn't take a a heck of a long time to play i think most games are about an hour hour and a half yeah um it it's one that kind of rewards repeated plays because even once you're like even if you're just getting beaten horribly and you kind of see the moves that other person's playing um it is it is a little bit opaque in that you're basically like have all these options you play as merchants trying to like influence merchant families trying to influence um politics and uh and renaissance era europe and you know, you you have all these little levers you can pull, but you don't quite know how yet. Um, you don't quite know how they're all going to work when you pull them. You know, you kind of have an idea. So it's one where you just kind of need to get out there and, and make some mistakes. I think um, I do really like the game. I'm 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 quite smitten with it at this point. Now, who knows? In another year, will I be? Will I will I have? I don't think I've exhausted all all the options in that game by far. But what is interesting is because not all the cards will come out. It's, it's the game. Basically it's, it's um, you're building a tableau and you've got a central market or two central market rows and, you know, not all the cards will come out of each game. So we did 
thing I do think it's cool. It's got some replayability in that. Yeah, but the the pack series is um man, I'm I'm really on fire for those right now. But and that's mainly been because they have excellent implementations on uh tabletop simulators. So if any listeners out there want to play any games, uh number one, like hit me up on our Facebook group. <laughs> I'll try to play with you. And number two, uh, tabletop simulator is really great for that. Uh, if, if you're, if you've got a copy and you just haven't really kind of investigated, you really should look at all the games available on there um, because that's mainly how I've been playing games. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's mainly what I've been playing. Um, any, anything else for you guys? Have you guys been playing any other games? No, no among us, I guess. So that's, I want to try that with you guys. Kids, my, right? my kids were playing each other the other day. <laughs> and, and my, my my daughter was getting upset because my son was constantly killing her, and and I'm over at my parents, and they're sitting on the couch from you know across from each other, and I suddenly I just go, "Son, would you quit killing your sister?" And my dad just dies laughing. <laughs> he's just he's over in the corner. Just, oh man, it was. That's funny, but the, the game is basically, I mean, for those who don't know about it, it's its like a virtual imp- implementation of Werewolf, basically. I mean, it's, it, you have some, like, things that you have to do uh, if you would be the villagers or the, the non-imposters in the game. Uh, but then there's a, a whole talking spot where you try to blame people and then you vote people out and Here's the thing, though. I read, I read a fascinating article today about, uh, about the... The online space for this game and how it is a lot like a board game or like one of our social deduction games but uh, the thing that i found interesting i didn't think about this till i read the article and it's probably old by the time this podcast comes out is that um the it's it's how the social contract of the game keeps its integrity and how when someone kills you uh, you're not supposed to go oh dang it you know i got you know mm-hmm. you're supposed to be quiet yep. and not give anything away and apparently uh you know, unless it's an accident, people are, you know, hold pretty much to that social contract. And there's really no reason why they have to, other than this just makes the game fun. And I thought that was kind of cool because there's, you know, how online things are just a little bit more loose. Uh, the, the, the um, interactions have really less oversight than if you're kind of sitting across the table, staring at someone, but uh, the, the article was kind of cool because it was talking about how that social contract is very much in effect and people are playing that just because that's the best way to play the game. So maybe next episode we can re- um, we can report back on, <laughs> on our, our group games of Among Us. Who knows? We need to try. We need it. We need it. We can jump on on here on Zoom and yeah, yeah, and sit with our phones and play it, and then we can yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe we need to do that. So. That, that would actually be pretty awesome uh, playing. I mean, you know, because like you said, it's a video game, but it plays very much like a board game. We were kind of talking, uh, we've been talking in kind of our, um, like in our, in our Slack group as far as uh, games that we've kind of had long-term shifts on. So, you know, in both directions, right? So maybe a game that we just really, really loved. And then over time we realized, hey man, you know, maybe something soured it on a, soured us on it. We had like a bad play. Um, maybe a game that just, um, you know, maybe we figured it out, right? Or whatever it is, a game that just kind of, kind of, uh, we liked it and we kind of maybe just uh, our, our opinion, maybe we don't hate it, but it's one that maybe we got rid of or we just don't play so much anymore and vice versa. 
maybe that game that we weren't sure about. And then the more we played it, um, you know, the more we're like, oh, wow, I really like this. Maybe a top 25 game for me or something, you know. Uh, and so we kind of want to talk about some some shifts. Uh, we just thought that'd be interesting because I think, you know, that's something that a lot of gamers, um, you know, you play for a few years, you get in a hobby for a few years and you notice your taste shift and change. And so I thought we kind of thought, hey, you know, we kind of uh, talk about a few of those because I feel like that's something a lot of people can kind of relate to. Does anyone want to kind of kick us off with one, like a game that like, just really stuck out to you as one that, that was a long-term shift? So I got a, I got a crazy one here. I was looking. So what I did is I've been keeping track of ever since we've been doing our rankings, um, where I've ranked my games every single year, and I have like a comparison, um, and, and basically it shows me when games are dropping or are increasing in my rankings. So I kind of already had something. I kind of already had something set up, and one one that struck me. Uh, it's a game I got rid of a little while ago. Um, but it, the very first year we did our rankings, this was my number four game. What? Uh, number four? It, it was a game that I liked a lot. And, and the thing is, is it was just one of those that newer implementations have come out. Um, and the the formatting on the cards is not very, I don't know, that it's not very pretty, I guess you could say. But Fairy Tale was a game that I loved when I first played it. You should talk highly of that one, yeah. I really love it, and I still like the game. But the the artworks, I don't know. It's got this really old, outdated fantasy look to it. the The formatting of the text was not very clean, I guess you could say. But but now we have games that are newer, you know, engine building style. I mean, like Century Golem obviously is is well surpassed that kind of style for me. Um, I mean, even something simple like Sushi Go uh, with drafting has a similar feel. It doesn't really have, I guess, quite the engine building to it. But, uh, I mean, like Deus, definitely for sure, engine building wise, uh, it has sur- surpassed it in ways. It's just, it's a game that slowly just fell and fell and fell. Um, and, and it's not one that I really ever am looking for at this point. But, it was amazing to me. I didn't realize that it was in my top 10. I completely forgot about that. And then it just fell uh, off. I mean, it's oh, like, oh, how the body have fallen. Yeah. <laughs> but, and then that's not a bad thing. Like you said, you still even liked the game. Like if, if I had fairy tale and I wanted to play it with you, you'd, you'd still play it, right? Sure. It's yeah. still fun. It's just, yeah. uh, it's, you know, the, I have games that I like more. Yeah. That nah, makes sense. And, and that's kind of because what, I, the, honestly, that's a good example of this list. I like the I like the old school fantasy art of those cards. I thought that was like the best part of the game. I I don't like those kind of games, but as far as when we bust it out, look at it, I'm like, yeah, I dig that kind of old school. Well, the the iconography you know, was a uh, fantasy theme and art style. I wish we could re-implement some of that. Yeah, the iconography wasn't great in that game, and, and but... some of it was actually kind of confusing at first. Like it's not exactly the most straightforward when you're doing your engine building, but. When you figured it out, it was fine. It was just, I don't know. It's an older game. Proper Brian, you have you have one that uh, you want to share? Uh, with sure, us? I'll start with one that when I remember when I first got this, it was, uh, you know, Shuck is cheating with his with all his data, but I don't. So I can't tell you exactly where it was in my <laughs> listing. I could go back and look maybe, but, um, and that's uh, it started up, you know, high, and then it fell at some, and then it kept falling, and then another game. So this might be a story for some of us as another game kind of comes in and and really kind of gives it the the, the boot, right? 
but so this is the duke yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. when the duke came out um i loved uh I, you know i like uh, abstract strategies and uh maybe not as much as just yeah. brian but i do i do really enjoy them and so getting this uh, I, I love the idea of the you know the nice wooden pieces that you know have the how the piece moves on it on it and the bag that you draw from and it was fun i mean and and but the more i played it the more i realized it's less strategic and more tactical in other words you're just reacting to what's to the current board state um instead of really planning a uh, and maybe someone who's really good at the game could tell me otherwise. But for me, it was, I, I felt like I was just reacting to what was happening on the board right then and not, you know, coming up with a long-term plan for it. And then when Onitama came out, that's the game that kind of, they kind of okay, made me go, you know what? Cool. I'd really rather play Onitama and the dude just kind of, kind of fell off the cliff and, mm-hmm. and now it's not in my collection anymore. Which is weird because, you know, when the dude came out, it was, it was big. Like a lot of people really, I remember seeing maybe it was just in our group or the, what what things I pay attention to, but or at least at the time I just knew I felt like that game was pretty huge and it may still have a following. But yeah, I can see where only Tama would, would uh, replace that one. This was one that I had kind of marked down as well, but it was not like super high in my rankings. But I, I remember being fascinated with the concept um, mm-hmm. of like the flipping tiles and just how different yep. it was from abstracts I grew up with. Um, but, I remember one night uh, when I, f- I remember one night when Shuck and my brother Mike were over at my house, and I think I fell asleep on the couch to y'all playing the Duke, and then I woke up to y'all playing the Duke. Like y'all had y'all like <laughs> all that long, and I was like, "Oh, y'all are still up playing?" And you're like, "Yeah, we can't it, get enough of this crazy. game." It's yeah. it's good. I love that the movement is printed on the tiles for someone that's new. Uh, what I didn't really like so much was the uh, the flipping. Also, for someone who's new, because then you have to go and you have to like flip, and it's hard to remember. Uh, you got to go look at what it's going to do, and so there's a lot of aspect to planning your movements. Um, that was intriguing, but like you said, Onitama is just—it's got that same mm-hmm. idea where you know what the movement is with the cards. Uh, you can see those. There's only what you have t- two at a time, three at a time. I can't remember how many. It's been a while, but you only have a few at a time that you're. Yeah you have to worry about and so it's you're right it really is just a yeah a better implementation to me have any of y'all played the expansion the second expansion that came out with only uh tama the wind away the way yeah no 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 you put talking about about one have you got both of them yet like if you play no, I don't. I didn't get Sensei's Path because it was yeah. I played Way of the Wind. Um, uh, because the first expansion was just more oh. cards, and I didn't feel like. I mean, I'm happy with the cards. I don't need a billion cards for that game, but um, Way of the Wind gives a neutral pawn that that we both interact with on the board, and it's really cool. Like it, um, I played with my eight year old, um, while we were traveling this last year, and uh, I thought my older girl, my ten year old, would really dig it. Uh, my eight-year-old's the one who got into it and i remember there's a few nights where everybody else was working and she's just like hey dad let's bust that out with the with the with the wind pond and we just laughed and had a good time because because uh, we both interact with it um if you can't capture it so it kind of acts as a blocker sort of not really you can't really block another time but then um on top of that if you capture the opponent or you can actually capture yourself. You can move the wind onto your opponent or your own pieces, and it swaps the pieces. And so it's just kind of a, a neat thing that um, added a little flavor to the game and just a little bit, a uh, little bit more uh, interest 
to a game that yeah. we've, we've kind of played out a few times. So we're talking about That's stealing cool. the fire piece. We're talking about stealing the fire piece yeah. from Forbidden Island mm-hmm. and seeing if we can make like yeah. a fire element now to the game. But but we haven't come up with cool ideas. So. Uh, that'd be cool. Hey, that would be really cool. <laughs> what a fun uh, daddy daughter uh, little design challenge, right? Uh, custom yeah. custom uh, expansion. <laughs> well, I mean, while, while you're talking to me, do you have any? Do you have a uh, like a, a long term or change uh, in any of these ga- in the game? Yes. Um, one of the first games that brought me to the hobby was Hero Quest when I was about. Oh yeah. Um, I would have been about a um, like nine. The best thing about Hero Quest. <laughs> yeah, right. That's probably about nine yeah. uh, when I first started playing it, and then um, when my dad got married, remarried, uh, I married into a family, and a cousin had it. And he was my age, and I remember that summer we just played all summer long. We played all the expansions. We, um, my brother, wow. my st- I mean, we played it all the time we, we played everything out to where we had nothing left to play so we started creating our own campaigns i think one day i said look i'll be the warlock lord and you be the wizard and we're the only two pieces on the board and we're just going to battle with the magic cards i mean we just were that desperate to play hero quest we loved it um we played again when i was right after i got married so you know early t- mid-20s and this was before we were getting into Descent and other dungeon crawlers. We, it hasn't been replaced yet, but it, we played it and my brother and I just realized it's, it's not a great, it wasn't a great experience and it was a pretty boring game. And I think, um, I, don't, I don't know if it was, we realized we're just kind of hacking and slashing. We realized we're just kicking down a door and, and kind of wash, rinse, repeat uh, because we really loved the game has a special place in our memory and nostalgia. But uh, I remember when we first started playing Descent, uh, I was like, oh, sweet. This is kind of the experience I remembered having with HeroQuest, and, and it really did a lot. So, um, but yeah, I think it fell in my steam before I had I had replaced it with something. Um, and we still have our copy. My brother painted it up, yeah. and, and we still got it. And, and it's so, one of those we'll never, we'll, we'll always have it around, but it's just not one so- that... I really care to play again. I take it you're not going to back the the new cop the new version on uh, uh, Hasbro. I am deal, not. Right? No, we're not yeah. backing it. It's it's uh, you know I, like I said we got the old copy. If we if we really it's, feel like we need to get it back out, the new one's pretty. Yeah, it's it's super pretty. Yeah. Again though, I like the older art. You know, where I don't think yeah. they, I like I, I don't like think the, they changed the thing. No, they didn't. No, rules wise, they, no. Rules wise, they were just like. They said they very minimal, like very light touch to anything. Maybe clarifying some wording here or there, but like nothing, you know, nothing major. Um, you know, I'm I would like to play it, but I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm okay. Well, I'm not not owning it. I, I think um, I think for myself, one one that is probably I don't know if I even talked to you guys about this uh, when I traded it, but. Um, you know, and a game our group has been very, very high on uh, Istanbul. I like Istanbul. Oh wow! Much like Shuck, I feel like Shuck put his thoughts on, on Fairy Tale very much the same way I feel about Istanbul. I like it. I like what it does. It does. It's a fun game, right? I enjoyed my time with that game, but at some point, I found that I was either wanting heavier games or even lighter games. You know, games that I could like were quicker, and, and it's not a heavy game by any means, but I wanted like I was wanting for even more family weight games or something a little crunchier. Like I so in other words, 
for me, Istanbul was not going to be the game I was going to bring to game day, right? And so I started realizing I'm just not really playing it. And somewhere along the line, I, I traded it off. I almost forgot about it. Um, and so for when we were talking about this topic, that was one of the ones that came to mind is, and I feel like, I think Chuck said it right. Like I would play it. If you guys have your, still have your copy and you want to play that game, I will gladly play. I have no, I don't think it's a bad game. I don't think there's mechanically anything wrong with it. The art's fine. I just, for whatever reason, like I found other games that I was a little more intrigued in, or we're just going to hit the groups I was trying to play with better. And so that, for me, that that's Istanbul is, is one kind of one of those long-term uh, changes. All right, guys. So let me throw in one that kind of moved up for me. And and as we were talking about this, you know, we, we talked about how it's usually, it feels like normally it's a downshift. It's like you start, uh, you know, really liking a game or really wanting to like a game a lot. And then the more you play it or the, the, you know, the, the older it gets or something like that, the farther it goes down. So, but I did find um, a few games that really have kind of come up my list a lot uh, since I first played them. And one of them is uh, Carcassonne. Now I don't want you to mistake me by, you know, thinking I'm saying that this was like a game I didn't like at the beginning. It's a game when I first played it, it was like, that's, that's a good game. It's an okay game. And then the more I played it, the more I loved it. And the more I played it, the more depth I saw in it. And the more I played it, the more I wanted to play it. And so it, uh, since I've first played it a long time ago, it has come up, you know, in my estimation significantly. Um, it's one of those games that is, uh, really quick to play. Um, it's easy to teach. Um, it's, uh, it's fun and it's, um, it's got plenty of backstabbiness for those who want it and it's, it can be played very nicely for those who don't. And, um, anyway, I just, it's, it's, it's been expanded on very well. And it's one of those games that the more I played it, the more I loved it. I mean, that, that makes sense with that game too. The game's got some legs. Uh, just Brian, you have a, you have one that kind of either way, another one that that's kind of moved, Mood for you over time? Yeah, uh, this one was a bit of a surprise for me. Um, I actually had zero interest in playing it, but I wanted to play. Um, I wanted it was the it was a one shot. I got to play with a good friend that we don't get to play with often, and it was uh, Blood Bowl Team Manager. And uh, so here, here's the reason: I don't really tend towards mm. card games, and I don't um, tend towards uh, themes of football. And I've never played anything in the Warhammer universe before, and so like there's just a lot about that game that didn't really make me go oh yay let's play this game and then the first play of it it seemed like everybody knew what they were doing but me but i still had fun and then the more we've played it over the years it keeps coming out and the more we played it over the years um more i've really enjoyed it like i even got to teach it last time i was in san angelo to some guys who had it on their shelf i don't even own the game but i played it enough where i was like yeah i could teach that game and um yeah, so it's been one of those that uh, I look forward to. I think it's become kind of a, a tradition with some of our getaways as well, and I look forward to to playing it there. And it, I have fun every time I play. I think I have more fun every time I play it. So, Gary, this is one you used to talk about quite a bit. It's it's a good game. I mean, I I, I won't say much because I could I could have a whole podcast on it. But um, yeah, I, I think it's one. I'm kind of glad to hear that honestly because um, I enjoy playing it with you. I remember. Was it the time we played with Scott, our friend Scott, at his house? That like yeah, was kind of like yeah, we played Scott. just really really yeah. fun time. I mean, 
it, it almost didn't have anything it was to do fun. with the game. It was just fun. fun no, it's like, yeah, I want to play. It's his first time I think I ever played a game with Scott, you know, where we weren't, um, you know, doing something game design wise or, or, you know, business wise or whatever. And, um, and so I was like, yeah, I really want to play this game with you. And or I want to play a game with you. And he's like, you suggested that one. He's like, oh, I love that one. And I was like, well, I guess that's what <laughs> we're playing because that's what the man wants to yeah. play. And um, it ended up being, a, like you said, a great time just for the the friendship. But then now I look forward to the game itself. If I honestly, if I would have picked it up by now, but I want all those expansions that are really hard to get. And I know I got a friend in town that I can call up anytime we could play. So, so yeah, I think that Fantasy that- Flight um, Games Workshop split there was just such there's some magic yeah. there they had a couple of great hits and we'll never see those hit the light of day again yeah, it's so kind of sad, kind of sad. Yeah. that that experience you had was also my first experience with that game i watched i didn't get to play it i watched oh, I forgot you, guys you were play it like and, a spectator i forgot you were sitting there at the table yeah and and i had so much fun just watching y'all <laughs> play it that whenever the opportunity came to actually yeah. play the game like I was totally on board and um, it's been high on my list ever since, but I, I remember just watching y'all play it and having that's, a blast doing that. That's so. um, Hey man, that's cool. That's a the magic of gaming. No, that's a really good game. I, I have another <laughs> one that's kind of been a, a positive move for me. And that was um, when, and I don't know that it was necessarily a lo- as long-term as some of these other ones, but, uh, but Twa. So when, when just Brian taught me Twa, I was kind of like, Oh well, this this is great. I'm 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 glad you like this game. Um, it, it's a game, and I've played it with you, and you like it. And thank you um, for introducing it to me. Like that, you know that that reaction you have when your friend te- teaches you a game, and it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it, and you wouldn't say that you disliked it, but you just kind of weren't, you know, really into it. I mean, so then then I don't know what happened, but something about the game kind of intrigued me just enough to tried again and then I got to where I was like playing it online on my lunch hour all the time and then I played it with you a couple other times and uh just Brian and also like I have I have a lot of respect for that game if you want to play Twa I haven't played it in a while now but if you want to play Twa like I, let's get Twa out because you've played that game more than yeah, I have at but, this point uh, yeah. you're like teaching me the game the second time yeah. we played and you're like no Brian it goes like this and this is the <laughs> optimal move and I'm like oh thank you sensei well because I got, I was getting beat by um, really good players online, and so I know you. So what happens is, even that. though you're getting you know, like just trout trounced on, you're like taking notes. You're like, oh, that that's how he beat me. Oh, okay, I didn't even know there was a path to victory. But no, seriously, that that was one that I think, and I, I think that really is one that requires a couple of repeated plays to kind of really, um, really grasp like how how great a game it is. And I don't know why it doesn't hit higher, like in my personal rankings. It hits high, but it's not – I don't know why it doesn't like crack, say, like the top 15 or, you know, 25. I think it's in the top 25, but my point being – but it's a very, very good game, and it's only grown. Like every time I play it, it only grows in my estimation. So that has been one that over a couple of years, like I've I've just really grew to – to want to play that game more and to like that game. Whereas my initial, um, man, my initial feelings on it were like, well, I mean, I'm, I can say I played Twa, you know, like don't have to, don't ever have to do it again. Well, that, that bodes well, that bodes well because I've only played the game once and that was my response to it too is, well, I mean, I got to play a game and uh, I mean, it was okay. 
So uh, maybe I should play. I think it more. I think Gary's right though. It's one of those games that that um, it kind of blooms over time when you start to, I mean, like like we were talking about, maybe not to the same degree as uh, Pax Renaissance or the Pax games, but but in a similar yeah. fashion, you don't see behind the curtain in your first game, and uh, that's it's and honestly, playing someone that is easy to trounce isn't like the fun game either. No. The fun game is when you have that really competitive person who, who knows kind of the the mechanisms of the game and some of those um some of those shortcuts and those those uh kind of dirty moves that's fun to play against those people because now you you feel like you're actually you know have a contest you make a good point about that game that my one caveat with that game is i don't want to play that game where like i don't want you and i to play that game against someone new um i do yeah i, I don't know how to bring new people into it because there are those moves, we're right? Just yeah, play you know, nice. those moves. I, we, I we just cannot, play nice no, and we teach. I them. cannot. I cannot make myself want to. Um, yeah. It's a mean it's a game. game. I mean, it can be it can be pretty mean, but it's fun. Um, it's I mean, it's got some fun wanna, stuff in it. It's got the drafting yeah. that's uh, like the hate drafting that's really fun, and um, just some resource management that's really fun. So your dirty hands off my dice is all I'm gonna say. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think it's a funny game. I I, I, I like uh, I see stories in some of these games, and they they crack me up. So that's hilarious because i just see it as a dice game but I, hey to each his I own you hey, do. I, I know you do but i've always thought oh look we got the baker and you yeah. know i don't know i just, just know that so yeah no and then we can all enter you know we can all enjoy our games in different ways so uh anyone else have another one like another kind of change maybe but shuck you want to throw one out yeah yeah so um uh, one of the games that was it was still in my top 100 but it was fairly low um just because of the i get probably the simplicity of the game itself but uh, king of tokyo uh when i first played it, it was just kind of one of those like yeah that's good uh, and <clears throat> the more i play it with family and with like kids uh and it's just i don't know I, i've like started collecting all these different monsters and i love watching other people be like, Oh, I want to play with this monster next. And like, just, and I'm not even talking, I'm not even bringing into the fact of like King of New York that elevated the whole thing as well. But uh, I mean, to be honest, both of those kind of sit back to back in my rankings at this point, but I don't know the game. It just more and more every year. It just keeps moving up every single time. And it's, I just really enjoy it. It, it's so simple too. It's there's really not much to it. It's just it, it gives that old nostalgia of uh, you know that whole Yahtzee kind of style game that we all knew and unfortunately loved at the time. But um, <laughs> we, it's just something great, and I like take that and you know you could play King of the Hill and beat on other people and everybody laughs and it's such a short game you can play yeah. another one a couple when, times when they, in a row and it's when you introduce it to someone and I they just don't do really so well like you want to jump right back in because you can play two games in 30 minutes and i think that's kind of something you i, I just i mean it's still your thunder there uh proper ryan no 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 i was just gonna i was gonna jump on the king of tokyo bandwagon and say that the more i've played it with my kids the more i love that game uh i think and i think you know, sometimes our enjoyment of a game can come from watching other people enjoy it. And so, uh, I mean, my kids love to play that game. <laughs> they love to kill me in that game, I should say. And uh, it's just so much fun to watch them uh, uh, 
that's one that they ask for a lot and that we play a lot. So, and the more we play it, the more they love it. And so it just kind of grows on me too. Would you have any others that have changed, um, you know, any of the games that have changed for you? Yeah. And I'm going to go in the negative direction this time. Oh, negative of you. Uh, <laughs> negative Nancy. So, um, I mean, 2020, that's <laughs> where we're at, right? Uh, so uh, this is a game that um, is, I guess, from what I've seen, pretty highly regarded. Um, uh, it's a card game. It's a superhero game. It's Sentinels of the Multiverse. And it's a game that when I first got it, I was really excited about it. And I played it with uh, my friends and um, it was fun. Like we had a, we had a, we had a blast playing it. Um, but I think that I had some rose tinted goggles on maybe towards it because then I remember trying to play it again. Uh, we play, I played with my wife, a two player game and I got really frustrated with the rule book because it wasn't clear on on some of the two-player stuff it, some of the two-player rules were stuck back in like this advanced rules section that didn't make any sense like i don't know why you would look there for two-player rules but it made the game impossible and uh it was just like this really frustrating experience and i kept having those uh, not the same two-player experience though but the game just uh, the more i played it it just got more irritating <laughs> it's like it was like, uh, this is extremely fiddly. Like you have to keep track of uh, all these little uh, number buffs and stuff on your cards. And um, it felt extremely obtuse and hard in some ways. It was like some characters are like, oh, this is a this is an advanced character play. I'm like, no, this is a stupid character to play because it doesn't make any sense. Anyway, it just is just one that the more I played it, the I really wanted to like it because I, I love the the superhero card play idea against a villain and it seemed uh i mean a lot of people really love it and i'm glad they do um they can have my copy so it felt i called this one too after i bought several expansions because i like the basing idea of it but ultimately it should be called upkeep the game i mean it literally is upkeep 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 oh i get to do an action upkeep 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 right you know like you're keeping track of like all these chits yeah. like okay well, well he hits me because we're, he's my nemesis he hits me for more than you but then you know like, there's just so much to keep track of i never felt like i fully played it right you know well we also got into these kind of never-ending cycle games where like we could only do so much damage and that wouldn't be enough and he would heal it all back and then we would eke out one extra damage and somehow he'd heal it all back and it's like we the game just went on way too long. It's like there, there's some of these uh, cycles you could get into that you couldn't break and you would just have to go, yeah. you know what? I give up. We're not going to win. He's not going to win. Um, yeah. Frustrating moments. <laughs> yeah. I, I loved it. I mean, I, I thought it was, well, I love the idea of the game. <laughs> and, and, right. and so I, I bought some expansions and I was playing it. And with the right people, like I got, I taught my kids how to play it, but, and you know, you, Chuck, you and I have talked about this, like I, we were talking about Machi Koro, right? And you're talking about how you've waned a little on that game because every time you play it with your kids, right, you have, you're exhausted because you're playing, you're keeping track of what, three tableaus, right? And then when you play with another new family member, now you're keeping track of your tableau, your two kids and your mom's tableau or something like that, or whatever, you know, Uncle Frank's tableau, whatever, whoever it is, man. I got so tired of like running that game 
I will tell you this though, it makes an amazing app. If you ever want to play a cool game, download the iOS app. Mm. Let the let the phone do all the uh, the computer do all the um, all the upkeep for you, and all you're doing is just playing some cards, and it's fun and it makes sense. But uh, yeah, I feel like, man, you I I'm surprised I didn't think of this one too, uh, proper Brian. That, that's a great recommendation because it's a good game. But for me, from very very the very same reasons as you, I you know I had a few negative experiences with it, and um, my brother in law really liked it, and I was like. Hey, you can have it. Like I, I know, because I was. I mean, I had expansions, and he was like, <laughs> and he at the time he was like, I kind of, you know, they're about to, uh, you know, have a baby, and you know, and I'm like, look, I know you don't have any extra money right now. Here's this game that you and your friends love. Um, you know, at some point you get to play it with him, and you can have it. And I was like, if you ever want to play it with me, that's fine. But I'll end up running the game. But um, yeah, so that's uh, that's funny that we both you, we both called that right. You called it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I think that's a, that's a killer. Recommend, <laughs> I mean, uh, one one for this list, and I don't want to downplay the game at all. I mean, it's a good game for those that really love it. You just have to. Be, yeah. Yes, I do want to say that, like this is all our you know our opinion, and <laughs> we realize that we could have had some bad yeah. experiences with games, but yeah, for me, yeah, I know I know some people who don't mind out. the upkeep, or they're really great at it, or the whole group participates in the upkeep, and that's great. But my groups, I always end up running the upkeep. And that's what killed it for me. Um, well, I got another positive. Um, so okay. uh, Smash Up is another one that has continually rose uh, every time that I play it. I, I feel like some of the people that I talk to, this is a game that tends to go down in their list. Uh, they get annoyed with all the combinations and sometimes they just, you know, the two factions that they pick don't work together. And so they have a, you know, a bad taste in their mouth, but, it's one of those that like I, I've gotten to a point now where I want to buy all the expansions and play them all. And there's never enough time ever to put all the many of thousands of combinations together that you could play with this game. But it's one where I just, I have fun with the combos. Like it's, you know, I, I play, you know, dino tricksters. Cause why not? I mean, like who cares what it, it, it's one of the few games where I can just put aside min-maxing and just enjoy it for what it is. And it's that was, I guess, hard for me at the beginning and maybe why it was a little lower because I, I wanted to, like, put together the best combo. And, I, you know, but that's just not how the game's played. The best part of the game is when someone goes up to the table and you have all the little factions laid out and they're like, oh, yeah, I want to play these together because why not? And it's it's just fun to me like it's it's really not too complicated i have some things that you know upkeep wise like it can get a little mathy if you don't have some things to help take care of all that uh keeping track with you know the base thing but i I have some printouts you can get on bgg that help keep track of your bases and so that part of it doesn't get too complicated uh and it makes it a lot better the more you, you have to help with that aspect but i I don't know. It's just a funny game and I want to play it all the time. And every time I bring it, nobody ever wants to play with me. And I feel sad. (laughs) I'll play this game with you. I've had some good experiences with it. I do agree with you that the, the fun in the game is just picking things that you like instead of trying to min max, like, Oh, well this ability will sync with this ability. 
just have fun. You know, it's gonna it's gonna last thirty minutes, and you're gonna laugh about geeks and dinosaurs being on the same team or whatever, right? You know, or zombie princesses or something. You know, okay, it doesn't make hey, sense. I like the princesses. Hilarious. That's one of my favorite groups. <laughs> okay, well, well, you can be pretty princess and and whatever else you want, and you know, I think it's that's a cool game, and so I, I, that's a neat one for your list. I was wondering, I can actually see it behind you, uh, and as we record, I was actually wondering if you were going to mention that one. So yeah, it's interesting. You that has rose, risen in your estimation mm-hmm. over the years for sure well one last one i would like to talk about is um a game that i was a big proponent of for a while and my wife even liked it I, the reason i have it still on my shelf is my wife told me not to trade it even though i was trying to trade it for something really cool a while back um is that uh, viticulture and i know uh proper brian i mean just brian you you kind of you i believe you called that one did you not yeah, I was going to talk about this one too, but um, uh, since you brought it up, I guess I will. Uh, yeah, it was one that I didn't want to cull for a long time. Yeah. And then eventually I just, I kind of gave up, you know, on it. And I think I had, I think it was after um, a play where I, I started seeing the faults that um, that kind of br- brought a lot of people some some negativity to the game. And I, I guess I was finally, I guess, convinced that yeah. that i do I mean, have other games here. that are okay or have other games that do it a little better and so we're probably never going to pull that off the shelf well so. i even like i even went ahead and got like the tuscany expansion which i actually like the tuscany board if i'm gonna play i really would prefer to play with the tuscany board and um, i've got the more visitors expansion which is like which is like uh his collaboration with like uve rosenberg for like visitor cards um, but i just remember one really rough play where we played at the we played it like our local game store it was like three years ago, four years ago, had a uh, an all night game thing or something, uh, you know. And uh, Chuck, That's, you were there, and you were miserable. No, 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 no. I, I had fun. It was uh, Craig that was miserable. He could not get the, he, he drew, the color of wine that he needed. He drew like, and it statistically should be impossible, but he did it. Every turn was a green card, right? Green grape, and he could never get a red grape. And it was like he was never going to make what he. I was needed. there for that game too. Where are you now? That was my and first play of it. It's, you know, and, and it went that, that game is is yeah. what's stuck in my mind for that, or that play has stuck in my mind for that game ever since. Like, I I enjoyed it for what it was, but I, I just remember that horrible experience that my friend had, and I'm just, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure that I've ever played it again since then, to be honest. Well, hmm. you know, the sh- I started to see the shiny kind of rub off. You know, it's kind of like the uh, terraforming Mars cubes. The shininess starts to rub off real, real quick, and um, you know, I, I remember I still really liked it. I still I even played it with my wife about six months back, and and kind of and pretty much enjoyed it. But for me, you know, I've got other worker placement games that I feel. I mean, it does some really great things, and and Stugmeyer should be Stugmeyer game should be, um, you know, should get some credit for for the good things they did with that game. But I feel like both he and and and, and in general other designs have kind of eclipsed it. Um, if I really want a wine making game, I've got Vinos and I'd rather play that personally. Yeah, it's heavier and I'm not going to be able to play it that often, but um, I feel that I feel like more, I feel like that's more my, my style. If I'm wanting a, a wine Euro or Euro about wine. Um, and then as far as like worker placement, I mean, I don't, I'd rather get out something like the, the kind of people I was playing with. I'd rather get out Lords of Waterdeep, you know? Um, and, and, you know, I can teach that game probably, you know, I can teach the game very well and we can have a great time in the last an hour, hour and a half 
Whereas viticulture just seemed to always, for me, overstay its, its, um, overstay its welcome. And I know that's something else you mentioned, right? Proper, I mean, just Brian, it oh, yeah. seemed to play long. And uh, I never really w- was able to get a, a short play of that, or a, a timely game, I should say, a timely game of that. I play that game in. So if it was consistently 90 minutes or less, I think I'd feel mm-hmm. different about it. So and I don't want to be negative because here's the thing. I love the components. I love a lot of things about the game. By all means, it should be like a winner in my book, right? Uh, but you know, for whatever reason, um I'm I'm like I was I was gonna trade it and my wife heard me say something about it. it was like, well I sometimes like to play that game. Games that she likes or really likes are rare enough that like I, I I'm still hesitant to do it. Mm-hmm. So I have not yet called it, but it's it's been let's put it this way, it's been in my coal pile multiple times, and um, yeah. So there's there's just another one, but you know, not to end on a, on anything negative at all. It's just I think it's interesting to think to 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 talk about how our, our taste change, right? Because um, if someone really loved viticulture, if we had a, someone join our, our gaming group that loves it, I would play it with. Them. I'll tell you one way to one way to really start to love a game or rekindle a, a love for a game is to play with someone who really loves that game and knows that game really well. He has played it a bunch. And so one example of this is um, this didn't make our list because I haven't played it a lot and have a long-term relationship with it, but I'm just being around Ned and power grid, you know, just watching him, watching him love the game, watching him explain some parts of the game. I didn't really know were going on in his mind while he played. Um, And it it just kind of opens up a new Avenue and makes the game more fun, you know, and so yeah. there maybe there's a viticulture guy out there that 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 can you yeah. know, knows the secret sauce. Come find and, me, man. Yeah, you know, and, then, yeah. and that'd be fun. It'd be, be fun to like get that out and and relearn some things about a game that we've played yeah. before. And I, I think that's ultimately you know maybe what this conversation needs to end on is, is exactly what you said. Um, you know, just because our ta- our our thoughts on these games have changed doesn't mean they couldn't again. You know, with the right with the right uh, group right play or you know and, and if nothing else if we've called that game hopefully it ended up in someone's hands that really love that game right so uh there's, there's always that but i think it's probably a good place to kind of go ahead and, and kind of end the, end the conversation for now we may we may revisit this in the future and kind of talk about some more games you know here in another couple of years because our you know our taste as we've always made um reference to is our taste change right um you know i, I used to always be super i want to play all heavy games and now I have a lot of really lighter games that I love to play. And, and you know, I, was, I know we, you know, you didn't used to really like Euros a whole lot, just Brian, and now you'll play a good Euro. You have some of your favorite games are Euros, you know? So I um, I think it's always interesting to see where our tastes change and where they go as, as the years pass by. Well, I guess we'll go ahead and um, kind of call it, you know, put a, a cap on this conversation, but guys, thanks for being here and thanks for talking games. And, um, you know, if you're listening and you have some topic suggestions, shoot us an email at pubmeepo.gmail.com. We'd, we'd love to kind of know what anyone else wants to, wants to hear us talk about. And uh, as always, guys, um, have a good evening. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Pub Meeple Podcast. If you enjoyed our content, like and subscribe. Share with your friends. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter at pubmeeple.com. Our website, www.pubmeeple.com. Home to the board game ranking engine. And always remember support your local breweries.